Welcome to Wear Who You Are, a podcast that takes the fear out of fashion and holds space for everyone to explore how to connect your authenticity with your personal style. I'm your host, Natalie Tincher, founder of BU Style, expert style strategist, and your enthusiastic friend and safe space of support. I believe that every person has a style and every style deserves a seat. With over a decade of experience working with hundreds of personal clients, I've learned a thing or two about how to help others have a healthy and holistic approach to navigating how to build a wardrobe that reflects who you are. So pull up your seat and let's get started. Hello, thanks for coming back to another Wear Who You Are Wednesday. Since it is the thick of holiday shopping season, we are going to continue our shopping series. And this week, we're going to tackle in-person shopping. So just to start for holiday shopping, I really recommend that you keep yourself as sane as possible and try going to the stores during the weekdays, especially if you are going to go to a mall. Um, And if possible, try to go during the day because stores, as we know, can get crazy. Even though we just learned that online shopping has increased, people still love to go to stores, love to do their shopping. I personally do love it. I love the buzz of holiday decor um, at a store and still the act of going and getting gifts for people that I love. Um, So now just on to regular in-person shopping. So when I started BU Style, we only offered in-person shopping. And this was back in 2010, and it was a much easier experience. Stores generally had what I needed. There were fewer brands all around, um, and I could usually tackle shopping in like a quick one fell swoop. We had our list. We got it done. It was a super efficient, super, super easy easy experience. Um, But things have changed as we've learned since COVID. So back to our Instagram poll to kick off this topic. So reminder from the poll that I I introduced last time that 31% of you preferred shopping in person and 31% also preferred a combination of in-store and online shopping. Now, when I asked your biggest struggles with in-store shopping, They are, and I am quoting you on this, quote, terrible Gen Z sales kids who aren't paying attention. Quote, it takes physical energy and you have to make quick decisions. Another quote, availability of size or options in store and it takes time. Another, lack of inventory in store. So since the pandemic, I too have noticed much of what you're experiencing. It takes a lot more energy to shop in stores and a lot of this is due to a lack of in-store inventory. Since pandemic, buyers seem to be struggling to figure out what inventory needs to be. So buyers are the people that buy for department stores and other stores to decide what inventory they're going to carry. So since pandemic, we know that lifestyles have changed, that workwear's changed, that there's this work from home, there's athleisure, dress codes have loosened up in offices. And so the buyers for these stores have been a little bit confused at what to buy for. And they are usually buying about six months or so in advance of when items are actually going to drop in the stores. So things have been so in flux in the last few years that understandably, they're not quite sure what to get. So inevitably, when I shop with a client now, I generally do need to follow, when I shop in-store with a client now, I do generally need to follow up with an online refined shop because stores tend to not have everything I need. Or if we're in a store, they maybe won't have a size or the right color in something. 
and they have to follow up and, you know, buy it online from the store, ship it to the client, and then we have to make sure that it still works. So really all this to say, gone are the days of a quick shopping trip and you leave with all you need in a bag or two. Like what I did when I would go back to school shopping with my mom back in the day, we'd go to a couple stores, we'd have everything I needed for, you know, the first part of the school year. However, I think I generally do prefer in-store shopping. Some of the pros, at least for me, which may not be pros for everybody, is that I love to interact with the environment of a store. I love when a store is set up so beautifully with the right playlist that it's, um, you know, merchandise beautifully. I get to touch the garments in person. I get to try things on to see how things drape, uh, you know, in juxtaposition to the online shopping experience where a lot of people commented and I agree with that we don't really know the quality of the fabrics. You don't really know how it's going to hang on you. When you are in person, you do get to experience all those things, that tactile sense firsthand. You get to see what the actual color is in person and not hope that your screen is showing what the color actually is. You don't have to generally fuss with returns if you make smart and quick decisions in that moment. And you can utilize the resources of sales associates. You can mix and match things together in the store to really make thoughtful decisions. So with in-person shopping, you do get a different experience and it depends on which type of in-person shopping you prefer. And so my goal today is to walk you through the the main types of in-person shopping. Of course, there are more and I'll walk you through each of the types and I'd like to go through the general pros and cons of each and then some strategies to make them efficient and pleasant. And this is so you can make decisions on which experience is best for you, if any. So the first type of in-person shopping that I want to tackle is a department store. So what is a department store? A department store is a large retail establishment that offers a wide and diverse range of merchandise. It's often organized into distinct departments or sections within the store. Examples of department stores are Macy's, Bloomingdale's, Neiman Marcus. They'll usually have a kid's store. They'll have a home furnishing area. They'll have menswear, womenswear, shoe departments. So there will be a wide variety of departments. So department stores do have multiple departments, and this gives us item variety and brand variety with the goal of making it a one-stop shop. Department stores typically have each of these, you know, multiple sections, um, and they're large, and they are almost like mini stores within a larger store. And so a good thing about this is within each section, there's usually a dedicated staff, and they know that product selection. Department stores do aim to provide a broad selection of products to cater to the various customers' needs and preferences. So more and more department stores have what are called lease spaces as well. Lease spaces are these retail spaces within a department store that are rented or leased by external brands or businesses. So for example, um, at Bloomingdale's, when they first started carrying the brand Reese, that was a leased space. So Reese was leasing that area and they were responsible for managing their own inventory, staffing and operations within that department store. And department stores do typically carry a mix of these well-known national and international brands as well as their own private labels. Private labels may be again at Bloomingdale's like an Aqua or um, Macy's has the INC. Those are all private label brands for these department stores that are produced by these department stores. So really this variety allows you to choose between different price points and styles within a department store. And they often have a range of customer services. They have personal shopping assistants, 
Many times they'll have alterations on site, gift wrapping, bridal registries. They may have in-store restaurants or cafes to really give you a complete shopping experience. I mean, for me, it's very still hard to go to Bloomingdale's on 59th, even though I'm there a lot, and not get the frozen yogurt at 40 carats. If you know, you know. It is so good. I'm never mad at that. So now I want to go through the pros of a department store, what I see as pros. It is this idea that it can be one-stop shopping. You can shop for your home goods, shoes, handbags, clothing for everyone in the family and more. So if you have an event to go to, it's a great place where you you know, could get the formal gown. If you need a handbag for it, you can get that. You can get shoes to complement it. You can even update your makeup look if you need to or get the right shade of lipstick. So if you have a longer shopping list or a very specific um, event or something like that, like I just described, and you want to find the most of your needs in one fell swoop, a department store may be the right stop for you. This wide range of offerings makes it easier to troubleshoot sizes, brands, and styles as well. This is also great if you're experimenting with new styles. For example, right now, denim is the hot ticket item that a lot of people are playing with in terms of dis- determining what outside of a skinny jean may be your style. Department stores will tend to offer a lot of different brands of denim in a lot of different cuts. So you really could just in one experience pull a lot of different styles, sizes, cuts, and then you can make that determination of what new style may work for you. And you can do this experimentation all in, in one stop. Also at department stores, if there aren't items available in stock, like let's say you need a different color or a size, often a sales associate can order them directly for you from the store and have the items shipped to you. So again, this makes it efficient if you you know, find a style of a sweater you like and you know that it does come in maroon and they don't have it in the store, often a sales associate can quickly go into their system, find it for you and ship it directly to your house. Department stores also frequently host sales events and promotions more so than some other stores such as a holiday sale or, you know, the blessed friends and family sales or gift card events for you. And they also have a lot of loyalty programs that really reward regular customers with discounts, exclusive offers and other perks like the Nordstrom anniversary sale, early access or Bloomingdale's loyalist points and rewards. I know I get a lot of loyalist points especially when they're doing, you know, triple and quadruple days. And then I'll get a loyalist card that I can use for things like sneakers or updating or, you know, refreshing my makeup, um, things like that. Some cons of department stores. All of the areas in department stores can make it an all-day lengthy and very tiresome affair if you don't know how to navigate a department store and you just feel overwhelmed by all of the stuff. They can be very overwhelming if you don't know what you're looking for or maybe you don't know the brands and what brands may work for you. When I go into an apartment store for a client and I have a strategic shopping list, I can walk in and beeline toward the brands that I know that I want. And so really the department store shrinks significantly for me because I just know some items aren't in the budget, the fits aren't right, the price point, the styles that they carry. So I have that expertise. I know not everybody does, so it can be really overwhelming to walk into. And mostly department stores contain mainstream brands and offerings. So if you really want unique brands or items, they usually aren't the the best place for that. In addition, if there is a brand that you like, you do get a limited selection for that brand. You rely on what that buyer that I talked about earlier chooses from each collection. So they're not going to have, let's say, you know, a specific item from a brand that you want. If the buyer chose not to buy that for the store, it's not going to be there. You would have to go to that specific brand to find it. 
And also those lease space brands that I talked about often don't participate in the department store sales and promotions. And there are more and more lease spaces popping up. You have to do your due diligence ahead of a sale to see what's included. So before you get too excited about that friends and family sale coming, and let's say you love a certain brand and it's a lease space, it may not be participating in that sale. So you'll want to check beforehand to make sure that it does. And it can be hard to find good help in a department store. I generally tend to have two experiences at department stores. If I you know, before I beeline for my sales associates that I regularly work with that are helping me, either I'm completely ignored and that's usually when I'm not holding any items yet, or I'm bombarded the minute that I have a couple of items in my hand. I can barely walk from the second floor to the third floor without, I have an armful of, of hangers without someone asking me, do you need a fitting room? Do you need a fitting room? Do you need a fitting room? And I know everyone's well-meaning, but um, it can be hard to find that trusted good help. Now for some strategies to navigate department stores. Like I said, many people can get overwhelmed. I have had more than a handful of clients tell me that they've walked in department stores, gotten hives. Some have actually admitted to crying when they walk in because they're so overwhelmed and they immediately walk out or they'll, they'll say, I walked through the store for multiple hours and I left with nothing. So let me give you some insider tips. First, you know I'm going to say this. I want you to go in with your strategic shopping list. Do not plan to go into a department store if you do not have a specific shopping list in mind. Do not try to browse rack after rack. That is when you end up leaving empty-handed and frustrated. Or if you are someone that loves the act of shopping, that's when you may leave with a bag full of things and you may not know how or where you're wearing these things. And then you end up having a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. Another strategy is to know which floor is best for your needs, brand preferences, and budget. Spend some time with those directories that are in the department stores or ask the person that's there directing you where to go to pick your area. Stores, Department stores are laid out very thoughtfully and usually have similar brands, price points, and lifestyles grouped together. For example, if you need a formal dress, you will want to go to the dress area of a department store. If you need workwear, those brands are usually grouped close together. Like at the Bloomingdale's on 59th, Reese, Pinko, Boss, and Hobbs are on the same floor. Right below them on the same side of the store are Theory, Legence, Vince, and Veronica Beard. So they're all grouped together as well. So once you know where you're going within the store, find a friendly sales associate. Do not settle for someone that feels pushy or disinterested. You have a lot of people to choose from in these big stores. Walk around until the right vibe of person approaches you that you feel comfortable with. Once you find that person, ask them first to get settled into a nice fitting room. Then that's your opportunity to talk through your list, what you're looking for, and be really clear on your needs, on your budget, on your style preferences. Sales associates really can be your friend for locating their inventory. They know the layout of the store and they can look things up, like I said, really quickly in their system. So let them help you. They know their store. And the most pro tip I can give you is that if you want to bypass all of this that I just said, here's a super, super, super pro tip. Most department stores have a personal shopping or personal styling lounge that you can use. However, the caveat with that is that you do have to call ahead to make an appointment or book an appointment ahead online. In this experience, you'll be put in a separate fitting room area. Many times you're contacted beforehand or you fill out a form that has your specific needs. These fitting rooms are generally more spacious, 
quiet. They'll give you a nice water and the stylist will usually pre-pull for you when you show up. So again, they're taking the needs out of it. But a note about sales associates. So I actually asked you on IG if you find them helpful. Here are some direct quotes. Sometimes they're helpful. Sometimes they tell you everything looks great when, um, no. Sometimes if they won't leave me alone or tell me everything looks good, I don't trust them. I find them helpful, especially in department stores. Jeans, for example, they know where to find the style I'm looking for. So I always say, remember that you are the one that's wearing the clothes. If it feels like you you are being pushed into a sale, you probably are. Trust your instincts with clothing. If you don't feel quite right about a piece that you're being told is quote unquote fabulous, you can put it on hold, come back for it once you've had time to determine if you really want it. Or on the flip side, you can buy it, take it home to try it with other pieces and then return it. Don't feel guilty. This is your purchase. This is what you're putting on your body. And remember that many department store sales associates are working on commission. They don't know your personal style or what you have in your closet unless you've built a relationship with this person. They're super well-meaning in general, really kind, helpful people, but they are working with limited information and potentially limited knowledge of the principles of style. They're trained to know what's in stock. They're trained to know the brands that they work with, what's generally on trend and how their current inventory plays together. This does not mean that they have degrees or training in fashion and style. Next up, let's move on to specialty stores. A retail specialty store is a type of retail establishment that specializes in a specific product category or niche. So unlike department stores, which offer all of the merchandise across multiple brands, a specialty store focuses on a narrow selection of products within a particular niche or category. So these are your stores like J. Crew, Lululemon, the standalone stores of designers that are in department stores like Sandro or Hugo Boss. Pros of specialty stores. They are, like we said, niche focused. Specialty stores concentrate on a very specific product category, theme, or niche, and this focus allows them to create a unique and specialized section of goods within that category. Specialty stores often usually have more knowledgeable employees, so they're really well-versed in the products that they sell. They are trained in and out on their collections, the inspiration, the fabrics they're using, so they can really provide expert advice on the specific Uh, inventory in the store. They can answer your questions a little bit more knowledgeably than someone who's dealing with a large array of brands. And they can more likely offer personalized recommendations within their brands. Specialty stores also cater to this very specific target audience or customer segment that shares an interest in their category. So for you, if you know you love a store and if it fits, you can build on your wardrobe more easily in the future. So one thing with specialty stores is for me, I like to find a handful that work for me. And then it's, it's like building blocks. So each season, I generally know which cuts work, which pants work, which sizes work for me. So you can build on that. Specialty stores also carry all of their inventory, so you get the full collection at your fingertips versus what we just talked about at department stores where there may be a limited selection within a collection. So the specialty stores will have all of their collection, all of the colors, and as long as it hasn't sold out, all of the sizes. 
And specialty stores also include my favorite independent smaller designers or lesser known brands, lesser known brands, so you can buy more unique pieces. Another pro of specialty stores is that they actively engage with their community. So they usually have a smaller community than large department stores, but with that, they'll host more events, workshops, or have promotions related to their products. This really fosters a sense of community and customer loyalty. Like for me, I love going to events for my favorite specialty stores like Argent. I went to their um, collection preview event not too long ago. And it is easier than to build relationships with the stores themselves and associates. Now, some cons of specialty stores, the selection is more limited. So you generally have fewer options and silhouettes and styles to choose from. So you aren't guaranteed that your shopping is going to be successful when you go into a specialty store, especially if you're unfamiliar with the brand or maybe something that you thought you would want to buy didn't quite work for you. You may not have three other options to choose from. If your specialty store is a popular chain, like say a J. Crew or Banana Republic or Zara, you may find yourself wearing the same thing as a lot of other people around the world. So a lot of these large specialty stores are in various locations, you know, around the US or around the world even. And so people may be more easily able to identify if you're wearing something from a specific brand or they may actually show up in the same thing. Um, also in specialty stores, sometimes these sales associates can feel a little bit pushy about their product because they are so passionate about it. But on the flip side, they may really push you to get something or, you know, try to put a complete look together for you that you're, you're not really into. So there may be that feeling of increased attention and pressure to buy, especially if there's not a lot of customers in the store. I've had that before. I don't know if you ever have where you walk into a place and you have a really well-meaning, nice sales associate and you try you know, a handful of things on and nothing works, but you feel this pressure to buy something because it's really quiet and you are getting all of the attention and pressure. Also at specialty stores, sometimes return policies are stricter. They may be 14 days or less or store credit only. Make sure that what you want to buy, uh, you, you are really ready to buy it and keep it. Or that if it offers only store credit, you would be happy shopping at the store with the store credit that you get. Another, um, you know, potentially con of specialty stores is that you may have to visit multiple specialty stores to find all of your strategic shopping list needs. Like I said, you, you know, you may have to get a few things from one store where the pants work and maybe a few tops from somewhere else. So it could potentially be more work, especially if you're just starting to explore which ones are the best for you. Now for my strategies to navigate specialty stores. Again, have your strategic shopping list in hand and do some research online first to see if that specific brand produces what you're looking for. For me, I tend to, again, go to my normal cast of characters for specialty stores. And then if I know I want a bomber, if I know I want tops, I, I see what they have online first. So I'm not, you know, making a trip to the store and they're, I just know they don't have what I need. And when you walk in, connect immediately with a sales associate, or if you have a relationship with them, contact them ahead of time and let them know that you're coming in. Make sure they're going to be in the store. Share your list, your wish list of the items you're eyeing so they can make sure they have it in stock for you before you come in. A lot of times, even if it's not in their specific store, they can get it from another store. So give them a little bit of a heads up. I do this with all my clients before we go into specialty stores. I always contact the store ahead of time, and then I will share my inventory wish list that I'm pulling for a client and they can often source it from another store if they don't have it directly in their store. So they usually need 24 to 48 hours to do that. 
Also sign up for their newsletters to know when the new collections are dropping so you can get the best inventory or be apprised of specific sales or promotions coming up. Now, the third type of store we're going to talk about, we have actually discussed before, and this is a boutique. A boutique is a small independently owned retail store that specializes in offering a curated selection of unique and niche products. It's usually a collection of different brands. So I see boutiques as a kind of mini department store a lot of times in a way. So it'll have a variety of brands and it's usually very personalized and distinctive to their community. Sadly for me, with prices through the roof here in New York, boutiques are harder to find here and I love a boutique. So anytime I get to go to other cities that now tend to have more unique boutiques like Columbus or Nashville or Denver, Austin, I love to find a great boutique that has a lot of the different brands I have. And usually I discover new independent designers through boutique experiences. I really love boutiques because they do cater to the customer's within their community who appreciate a really personalized, unique and tailored shopping experience. And often their customers really do value quality and craftsmanship of the products they offer. And boutiques often do also support the independent brands that I love. So some pros of boutiques is that they do offer this curated selection that I've been talking about. They really do carefully curate their product. They really focus on a specific theme or a style. And this really sets them apart from larger retail stores that carry all of the products under the sun. Often their items are really exclusive, are unique. So they may have that one-off store. They're usually going to trade shows um, that have a bunch of different brands. And then the boutique owners are the ones that are the buyers for the store. So they'll be able to go and find those new brands that may fit with their ethos. And then they're constantly re-upping what they offer, but still with usually a specific point of view. So if you do find a boutique that you really love, you can find those one-of-a-kind interesting items and the boutique owner, you already know that they know your preferences. So it's likely whatever new brands they carry, you will align with some of them at least. And they are really specialized. So, you know, within even just retail world, or maybe one has more jewelry, or maybe some has some home decor, or maybe one has a specific style personality that they really focus on. So again, you can walk in kind of feeling like, okay, most things here fit my style, but I just have to make sure that it actually fits me and I feel good in it. And another really hallmark of a boutique is that the shopping experience is personalized. It's provided by a staff that really cares about you. As we've heard in a lot of the podcasts before that the, they really love to foster a sense of community. And so they have more expert advice. Most of the times people working at boutiques, if it's not the owner themselves, it's people who are interested in fashion and they are carrying more of, you know, the responsibilities of the boutique. So they are more invested in the community and the product selection. And it is a smaller experience and usually set up just more beautifully with a cozy atmosphere. The layout and decor are usually very inviting and it's a really nice ambiance. And it's community engagement. Boutiques often engage with their local community. They'll host events, workshops, trunk shows, pop-ups. They may participate in art fairs. So if you do like to build your community, boutiques offer many pros in that space. 
some cons of boutiques. There is limited inventory. It's hard for boutique owners to carry extra inventory. They don't have unlimited budgets. They don't want to have to put items on sale. So especially if it's a newer boutique or they're carrying a new brand, their buys are usually smaller and more limited. So they may only have two size smalls and a certain sweater. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. They vary their inventory often and seasonally. So if you're looking to replace something that you got at a boutique a couple of years ago, there's no guarantee that it's still going to be there. Like other specialty stores that let's say always carry the same white button down over and over year after year boutiques, that may not be the case. Limited sizing in boutiques. As I said, they may carry a limited quantity or size run just because they can't afford to carry a lot of inventory. Also, the return policies can be very tricky at boutiques. Often boutiques only allow store credit and they have narrow return windows. So I would go into strategies on boutiques, but we've had two of my favorite boutique owners on the podcast, Nikki Hicks and Candice Caprice. So I'm going to link their episodes in the show notes so you can re-listen and get their expert strategies because they really go through how to walk into a boutique, try things on and build community with it better than I could hear. All right. Last store in store type that I'm going to talk about today is discount or off price stores. So a discount or off price store is a type of retail establishment that offers merchandise at prices lower than those typically found in traditional retail stores. So these stores specialize in selling brand name and sometimes private label products at discounted prices. I'm sure you know examples of these in a Ross, a TJ Maxx, Century 21. These stores are great for you bargain hunters out there. Shoppers who frequent discount stores are often looking for the deals and love bargains. Finding discount products and saving money is a key motivator for you if you love an off-price or discount store. Some of the pros of these stores is the obvious, lower prices. The primary distinguishing feature of the discount stores is that they do offer products at prices significantly lower than the MSRP, which is, for your information, the manufacturer's suggested retail price. Um, And a lot of times, you know, this is brand name merchandise. Discount stores often really carry the brand name products, including clothing, handbags, footwears that are overstocked or discontinued from previous seasons, and they'll get them in these off-price stores at a significantly lower rate than you could find them anywhere else. I would say a pro and a con, depending on how you look at it, of the discount stores is the high inventory turnover. Discount stores often have a higher inventory turnover, meaning that they frequently receive new shipments of merchandise. This could be good or bad, depending on what you're looking for. Uh, You can expect to find different products each time you visit. Now, for me, some serious cons are the limited store decor. Discount stores typically have more functional and basic store layouts. So compared to department stores or boutiques or these beautiful specialty stores, their focus really is on providing low prices rather than creating any sort of luxurious shopping atmosphere. It really is no frill shopping. The experience at a discount store is often very straightforward. The focus is on the value and affordability. You may need to sort through merchandise, through racks and racks and racks, and there typically is very, very limited assistance from sales associates. It is all about the hunt. So strategies for off-price shopping. You must be someone who's going in with a lot of patience, and you must have your list and with that list, reasonable expectations. I will completely admit that off-price shopping is not 
my favorite. I don't love the hunt, probably because I shop for a living. Um, my best friend, Amanda, actually works for one of the discount um, parent uh, corporate companies, and she loves the hunt. She has always loved it. And we laugh because she loves to go through each rack and, and find those things. And I'll do it because I like the experience with her every now and then. But I'm typically the one that leaves empty-handed unless it's with some home goods or lotions or are those types of things because I do. I do tend to not have the most patience for it. Remember, another strategy is that this is about the hunt. There is no guarantee of inventory. But if you do find that treasure, it will be a memorable story and at a very, very great price. I would also say don't get caught up in the deal. Make sure you're buying something because it is part of your style strategy, that it fits well, that it works with what you have in your wardrobe, excuse me, in your wardrobe. Don't just buy it because it's this great price on such and such designer and it's that's amazing. Like really think about if it does work for you. Also, at these off-price shopping stores, understand what is truly a designer deal and what's a licensed deal. So another piece of information on this, sometimes designers partner with off-price stores. So it will appear that let's say it's a Rachel Zoe and you may get excited, but you'll know that it was licensed with this deal because it usually will have an array of sizes. You'll be able to get this item in, you know, all of the size range and possibly in multiple colors. So you'll know that it's probably not necessarily, or it isn't necessarily this, you know, designer that was extra overstock that is making it to the store. And it's this amazing amazing hunt. So those things are also usually price lower and reflective of that. The actual designer pieces are typically in their own section. It'll be something called like the runway or, or, you know, luxury or something like that. And it will typically be one-off pieces. There won't be a full size run. So you might have that one Balmain blazer or, you know, that one Louis Vuitton something. It won't have all of the sizes and a bunch of stock in it. So there you have it. That was just four of the in-store shopping experiences. It is a lot to navigate. And for me, really the the exercise in this is understanding which one is best for you. So you don't try to put yourself in a situation that you aren't going to have success because we are, you know, we do want shopping to be fun for you. So in the next episode to end out the shopping series, we're going to round out with box subscriptions, rental services, and more. So I hope you tune in for that and hop onto my IG and send me a DM with any questions or points you'd like me to cover as we've talked through shopping this far. If I've missed something that you'd really like me to hit on, I am happy to put it into the next episode. And remember, shopping really should be strategic and it should be fun for you. So make sure that you shop in a way that brings you the most satisfaction to you and that you only buy things that you feel great in and reflect who you are. We will see you next time. Thanks for joining another Wear Who You Are Wednesday. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to follow along for episode news, updates, and other bonus style insights on Instagram through my business account at BUStyle. That's the letters B, U, and Style. Or my personal account at Natalie underscore Tincher. And don't forget to subscribe to Where Who You Are wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again. See you next time.